back. Or back. Back. And we're looking for trouble. Welcome back to Around the Rink, week five. And yeah, the boys are back. I am your host, Wesley Minky. To my left, with his feet up on the table, looking all happy, kicked back, Bennett Snyder. Yeah, we're pimping today in the studio. <laughs> and across from me, as always, producer Timmy. What up, boys? Today's episode, as all episodes are, brought to you by Max's Meals and more. Great charity, great people. We love Max. Get up for Max. Mine. Yeah. Yep. So as always, these episodes are going to have a Columbus Blue Jacket feel to them. I'll recap the jackets. We'll talk about NHL news, and then we'll, f- uh, we'll finish it off with our new favorite segment, Real or Fake, where Bennett guesses if players are real or fake. We're going to have to work on that name. Real or Fake's a little too bland for me, but we'll, we'll work on it. But uh, It's being workshopped by our... Uh uh, PR department, our brand, yeah, yeah. yeah, our branding committee. You know, Wes, what do we have? Twelve names this week. We do have twelve names. The over under is set at six and a half for Bennett. Tim, what are you thinking on that? Six oh, and a half. So under. So, so under. under. Oh, I, I will tell you this. Friendly wager. <laughs> Wes and I together. We did. We, we did. did make. We did come up with our favorite possible names on a prospective list of many I'll different. Give you, I'll give you this. Hit, Here, here's my thing. I think you guys went six and six. So if I say real on every single one of them, you're gonna hit the under still. That's but still maybe sick. you guys went seven and five. Ah, maybe we did. I don't All know. I know is I'll give you this hint. It has a Russian and Finnish hint to it. What is a Finnish? Finland. Finland. Who the fuck? Or sorry, this clean podcast. <laughs> Gosh darn it! Bleep that out. I, yeah. <laughs> no, we don't need to bleep that. I, I think I caught myself. I don't think you I did. put the K on there. But who is from Finland? A lot of players do. Patrick Laine, Finnish. That, is yeah. that Finland that has really uh, normally really good blonde-looking ladies, or is that Sweden? Uh, I think it's, it's Sweden. Scandinavia in general, which is Probably both, Finland. Yeah. Uh, Scandinavia, fake. <laughs> no, <laughs> Scand- it's, it's a region. It's 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 Denmark. <laughs> it's Sweden. I'm off what? to a bad start. Oh, it is. I'm a, I'm off to. The so Norwegians bad start. are Scandinavian. I'm ruining Wes's clean podcast. I'm not even knowing hey. my maps. Hey, it is all right. Don't worry about it. Let's get right into it though. Let's do it. So the Jackets three games this past week. Um, I said I wanted the Jackets to go two and one. They did just that. They went two and zero oh at home. I was at both games, boots on the ground, and man, Nationwide was rocking both days, Wednesday and Friday. Jackets on Wednesday. Take on the Winnipeg Jets. It was a return game for Pierre-Luc Dubois and Riley Nash. And the crowd had a fun uh, fun environment to uh, old Pierre-Luc Dubois returning. He got booed, and he got booed very loudly every time he touched the puck. And then when they showed a little tribute video, the crowd booed him. They panned over to Riley Nash, and everyone cheered. And it was an awesome vibe. We loved everything about it. I would do the same thing. Yeah, it was awesome. They both laughed it off. They took it in stride. It was a good time. But anyways, the game, Jackets kick it off. Uh, they score on a really bad play that Pierre Dubois turned over in his own, or in the offensive zone. Tries to hit on a Jets defenseman. Domi takes it, steals it end-to-end, dishes it off to Gregory Hoffman, flips it in over Connor, Connor Hellebuck's glove, gives Columbus a 1-0 lead. Early in the third period, Zach Wierenski gets a beautiful dish from Jakub Voracek on the power play, rips it right over Hellebuck's left shoulder, makes it a 2-0 game, and Andrew Peak empties it off with an empty netter, making it 3-0 end of the third. Jackets win. Domi played super physical in this game, which is an element we haven't seen yet in his game in Columbus, which was 
unbelievable to see because that's what the Jackets have been lacking as of late. Yeah, they don't have an enforcer out there. They don't, and it's it's something with Jackets needed as a team. Domi steps up, takes that role, beats a snot out of somebody. I forget who it was. Takes the dude to the ground, punches just everything. Yeah, it was I will, beautiful. I always see Domi as kind of more of a like finesse type of guy, someone yeah. with great stick skills. I don't think of him as a bruiser, but he did just absolutely. Yeah. He went at it. It was awesome. I, I th- he has to get it from his dad a little bit. Ty Domi, famous enforcer in the NHL, great player. But yeah, I'm happy to see him. Great play, awesome game. The fans were in it. That's the loudest I've heard nationwide since I've been in it since the playoffs two years ago, three years ago when they played against Boston. I was at that game. Loudest I've heard nationwide since then. It's funny you say Domi gets his fighting skills from his dad because that's actually where I get my fighting skills yeah, from. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, Bill Snyder can throw a mean <laughs> hook. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. God. I'd love to see you on the ice. Just... I'm more of an octagon guy. You would be. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I was gonna say I can't see. So you don't have the balance for the. No, I definitely can't skate. <laughs> I've I never. Sk- I've never skated before, but you. I feel like I could be one of those guys who puts on skates and all of a sudden I just go. I'm like I'm Chaz Michael you, Michaels you out get there. You get me on some yeah. of that fresh ice right after the Zamboni. Yep. I'm not even joking. I think I'd be TKO'd in 15 seconds by myself. <laughs> <laughs> it is a tough time for sure. Um, Elvis gets his first shutout in this game. It was a great game by him. He had a lot of key saves late in the game. Uh, helped Columbus in it for a lot of the time. He walks away with the Kepi. It was a great game. I loved it. Great game for the Jackets all around. They played unbelievable. Then they play Friday night against another Canadian team, where I sang Oh Canada Loud and Proud, against the Vancouver Canucks. Jackets fresh off a, uh, let's say, Thanksgiving feast. They looked a little slow. They didn't really get their legs into t- until the third period. Um, but up until then, gifted a shorthanded goal with Gus Nyquist early in the game. And with 29 seconds remaining in the first period, Vasily Podskulzin scores his fourth of the year to tie at 1-1. Boquist then gets the scoring started early in the second for his second of the year. Had a beautiful rebound from uh, right off his right on his stick, actually, right off a Cole Sillinger shot. Tyler Mott then scores with one minute and 18 seconds remaining in the second to again tie it 2-2, heading into the second intermission. But this one, the Jackets started to pick up the pace a little bit. They looked a lot better. Third period, they played their best hockey I've seen them play since that Wednesday game. They looked good. They looked fresh. They looked like a different team. I don't know what went on in that second intermission, but the Jackets came out firing. Roslovic scores off a great wrist shot off of two shots that just barely missed the net. Huge shots. And then Puck comes out to, uh, I believe it was Gavrikov, dishes it off to Roslovic, who then rips a one-time shot left corner of the net, making three two Jackets. And then late in the third, Max Domi catches the Canucks on his own exit, steals the puck, outskates Elias Pettersson to the net, dumps it in. Empty net scores 4-2 game. Jackets win. Elvis again plays unbelievable. Stopped 39 to 41 shots. Gets his ninth win of the year. He's now 9-3 with a 2.41 goals against average and a 9.29 save percentage. He is firmly, firmly in the Vezina conversation. Oh, absolutely. In my mind, he's he has to be top three right now in the league goalie wise. He's played unbelievable. And he's, he's held the Jackets in games. It, it he really has. And last year, you and I would always have conversations about how. We kind of preferred Corpy just yeah. because Corpy was a lot more consistent. Like he wasn't making spectacular saves or anything, but he made the routine ones every time. There's he was yeah. a no mistake type of guy. Yeah, Elvis and tried to do too much. This year, the only thing that has been consistent for Corpy has been bad. Yeah. Every Tough. time that I West and I turn on a game, and I'll be like, "Is Corpy in that?" And I'll be like, "Yeah." I'll be like, "Well, this is gonna be a long night." Yeah. But yeah, Elvis has been ridiculous this year. Not only does he 
do everything you ask of a starting goaltender. He makes some of the maybe like the most ridiculous saves in the league. Like yeah, it's close. It's like I like obviously Bobrovsky makes some ridiculous saves. Vasilevsky does, but Elvis just makes some saves that make your jaw drop. There's saves that he should not make. He should not have to make. He always finds a way to make them. I'm still waiting, and I'm still a firm believer. Elvis is going to score an empty net goal by the end of this year. It's going to happen. <laughs> He's already taken two shots. The one against um, the one against Vancouver, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah, Vancouver Canucks. He shoots that one. It gets swatted down at center ice. I was pissed. He wanted it so badly. You could tell. He's going to have one. I promise he's going to have one by the end of the year. I know it. But keeping on the pace with the Jackets, they're 2-0 off a great homestand. Quick turnaround. They travel to St. Louis, take on the Blues Saturday night. And this was just a really bad game. It was a slaughter. It was a slaughter. It, it was bad. It was so man. bad. Um, yeah, the Jackets came out really slow. They looked tired. They did not show up ready to play. Um, Jenner got his first, or Jenner gets the first goal, his tenth of the year, uh, early in the first period on a power play. It was a great. That's one thing I will take away from this game. The Jackets look really good on the power play, like throughout two or four yeah. on the power play in this game. The power play has been something that has been traveling for the Jackets. It's been something that's playing well no matter who they have played, and the penalty kill stepped up as well. They stopped, yeah, uh, I feel like our PK this year has been really solid. The penalty yeah. kill has been really solid so far this year. The power play actual goal scoring, eh, it's been a lot better than last year. Yeah, because that's what I'm saying, though. Like The Jackets right now are 10th in the league uh, on power play percentage, something I did not think the Jackets would even be close to this year. Oh, absolutely not. And, I mean, and that's we're 10th. We haven't had line in. Right, in a while. Yeah, so the potential there is yeah. maybe top six. Yeah, I mean, I would hope so. Because Lina is that guy. He's that guy. Yeah, he's the, he's the he's the guy you give it to, take the big shot. But like I said, uh, Boone scores his tenth of the year. First first jacket to get the ten goals on the power play early in the game. Outside of that, though, it was just a sloppy game, like Tim said. Uh, Corpusalo got beat and he got beat badly way too often in this game. Uh, Pavel Buchnevich scored a couple of goals. Uh, Ivan Barbashev scored a couple of goals. They also got goal. The Blues also got goals from Jordan Cairo and Justin Falk. Boquist scored a couple goals for Columbus. One of them came out on the power play. Like I said, looked really good all night. That's one of the constants the Jackets have had. But the Jackets simply got outplayed. It's one of the worst games I've seen them play of the year. Worst game I've seen them play in a while. Um, just need to move past it, move on to yeah. Nashville, who they play tonight. We won't have the results because we film on Tuesday night. This episode will come out to you tomorrow on Wednesday morning. But, yeah, Jackets need to have a huge bounce-back game. I think what the Jackets need to do in this game is take away the offense of Nashville, which they've been able to do well against most teams up until the Blues game. If they can limit the offense of Nashville and play a Jackets brand of hockey, I'll be very I'll be very satisfied with that. Um, people were saying there's a lot of line changes coming up. Patrick Laine should return soon, which will be a huge boost to the Columbus lineup. But other than that, Oliver Bjorkstrand is now going to play with Jenner and Voracek. Um, Nyquist is going to switch onto the line with Sillinger and Tex- Texier. And then Domi's going to slide down, play with Roslovic and Chinikov. And then Robinson, Corrali, and Justin Danfor slides in for Gregory Hoffman, who comes out after playing two pretty bad games back-to-back. He never really made a big impact. He had a goal, but other than that, his game was pretty bad. And then Wierenski and Boquist are now going to play together. Gavrikov will play with Bean and Gavin Bayreuther and my guy Andrew Peak still playing together. Andrew Peak's been unbelievable all year. I've been a huge fan of yeah, him. Yeah, he's been he's yeah, he's been great. Yeah. On the PK, he's had a great, great impact, blocking a lot of shots, keeping the jackets in games all the time. So I, I'm very happy with yeah, him. I've got a take, a take quake. Yeah. I think that the Jackets defense, they 
want to play for Elvis more than I want to play for Corpy. Like, I, it's it's an you energy thing. It's an energy thing because yeah. when Elvis makes one of those ridiculous saves that, like, basically is saving the defense. Yeah. They're like, yeah, that's our guy. We want like we like he shouldn't have to do that. Let's right. let's step it up. For Corpy, it's just they don't. It's not I, there. I, it's not that that same energy. That you can, there's like a, I would say there's a noticeable difference. And I'd say one of the things that like like you said, it's noticeable. I think it might be because Corpy is just that still like he doesn't. He's not a high rise emotion guy. He just no. keeps his level face at all times, which is great when you're having a subpar game, but. The Jackets have not had many subpar games this year, and they need that quick boost from Elvis on a yeah. hard say that he makes or yeah. whatever he does. Everything he does, every time he touches the puck, he makes an impact, and Corby's not doing that this year. That's why I'm saying, yeah. again, sell Corby while you can. While his value is high and he's just a backup right now, yeah. sell him and get another talent. That's all I want. The, like You can't tell me that the Arizona Coyotes do not oh my want God, yes. Corvasalo. He would be their best goaltender. Yeah, give me Phil Kessel. Add some punch to yeah, the scoring offense. Like honestly, that would be a great trade. Yeah, like for both sides, they ha- who, who the Coyotes have Scott Wedgwood back there. Yeah, like no <laughs> offense to him, but it's not he great. is not great. Corpy's better, and if the Jackets don't get rid of him in the next mm, two weeks, probably his after he's going to keep dropping. It's going to keep dropping because if they sold him at the beginning of the season, he'd get a they'd get a pretty good return. Yeah. I don't want to say I predicted that, but did I not say Phil Kessel to the Jackets a little bit ago? And I don't know shiitake about hockey. You did, but uh, shiitake about hockey. You did. I I don't know. I I don't know if the Coyotes are a great fit. I think just any scoring, any offense you can get really from anybody. Exactly. Selling Corby is going to be a great value because it, it doesn't really matter what the Jackets are giving up. They're always going to have Elvis back there. They're not going to give up any of their big name forwards. So there's no real reason to not make a move. And if you're going to give up prospects, give up prospects. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, this is, if there's ever been a year for the Jackets to actually go in this early, it's been it's this, this year. year. Yeah. Brad Larson has been a breath of fresh air into this organization, and yeah. he is the coach of the year. Wes, yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah? But Tim just said, if there's ever a time for the Jackets to go all in early, it's this season. But off the air... I believe you told me that you didn't think this Jackets team was a serious title contender. I said not yet. I'm not sold yet. Because until the Jackets can consistently score and shut down offensive teams, then I'll be okay so with why would they, they haven't done it yet. So why would they go all in if they're because, not a contender? Because why not? You know what? The, the Jack like I don't this this is probably gonna end up being My issue is the for best. why the Jackets need to is Line is on a one year deal. Yeah, so you've got one year of your best offensive piece. Yeah, you need to move while you can, and you have to conduce things to convince him to stay because he's it's right. not he's not not going to get a bag. Right, and he's Columbus go has had issues with shelling out cash in the past. Yeah, yeah, I just I mean I don't know. I think while you can, while guys want to be here, the Nash thing, he makes a statement in the in the uh, locker room about this was an honor to put on this jersey. I hope you guys see it the same way. The guys that are playing here want to be here. Like, let's go get guys that want to be here, that want to play, that want to play for a cup, and let's make a run at this thing. Like, why not? The, the, let's like, do it. this has been the best first half the Jackets have had. Oh, yeah. Easily. Easily ever? I, I'd say ever. I'd say ever. Close like, to like, ever. I'm going to say close. I'm try, like trying to think back to... And what? It's an above-average start? Oh, you need it's, to understand Columbus Blue Jackets' history. Yeah. We it, don't win games. We, <laughs> we do not win games a lot. So this is a huge start for the Jackets. But in bigger NHL news... 
the Montreal Canadiens just cleaned house. They got rid of uh, GM Mark Bergevin, assistant GM Trevor Timmons, and senior VP of Public Affairs Paul Wilson, all relieved of their duties a year after the Montreal Canadiens go to the Stanley Cup final and lose to the, to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Bennett? Relieved of their duties? They are relieved of their duties. Fired. Yeah. Fired. That's a Axe. nice way of saying it. Yes. Fired. Yeah. It's tough. I, I don't know. I wasn't sold on this uh, Canadians team last year, and I didn't think they were that good. I no. think they snuck into the they, cup. They got they, hot. They overachieved. Right. They got really hot. And there's nothing wrong with overachieving. It happens in sports. Like, would anyone have said the Atlanta Braves were going to be <laughs> World Series champions? No. no. And that's okay to say, like, yeah, their roster makeup probably isn't good for another uh, yeah. World Series title. But it's the same thing with the Canadians. They, the the expectations this year way too high. Way too high. They were a fringe. Like they're they were they probably were a fringe playoff, playoff team. team. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're a fringe playoff team. Yeah. And what are they right now? What like, six and fifteen? Yeah, six, fifteen, and one. I think. Yeah, it's something like that. It's it's not good. They're not good, and it, I under I don't think cleaning house is fair. It's not, but you just sometimes that's what needs to happen. Yeah, you know. And I a lot of people will push in the name of Danny Briere, former Flyers forward and Habs forward. Bennett, I want to give you I can give you a dollar if you can tell me what the why the Canadians are named the Habs. Nicknamed the Habs. Habs. Because they Habs the talent. No, it's actually French Canadian for Les Habitants. The Habitants of Montreal. Thank you. No, nah, they Habs isn't that a talent. good Isn't that a good one? All right, anyways, back to what I was saying. Uh, Danny Briere could be a great move to get the job. He has no GM experience, but he's had managing experience. Yeah, he has front office-ish yeah. experience. So I think he'd be a great move. Get a guy who can relate to players, who's been there before, who's played for that organization. Get somebody like him in there. Good relationship with the owner. Yeah. I think it'd be a good move. So the Canadians are going to make some move. It's going to be an interesting one regardless. In better news, though, another guy who's asking out, Jake DeBrusque. Forward for the who Boston Browns. He asked out the GM, actually. He he, he <laughs> asked out the GM? He asked to be out <laughs> yeah. of Boston. I was about to say. Jake DeBrusque recently asked. be in there. He recently asked for a trade out of Boston, according to GM Don Sweeney. Who I'm, he asked I'm out, just, right? I'm, yes. yes. Don I'm Sweeney. Just, okay. I'm just going to say, I don't think Columbus is the worst spot for Jake DeBrusque to come. He, he gets. I to, say this every place that someone gets a rumor of a trade, but he gets to realign with his former teammate, Sean Corrales. They played on the PK together. They're both great PKs. I, I would love for Columbus to make a move. You give a, a chance for a guy like Gus Nyquist or Alexander Texier to step off of the PK, give them a break from the units, let them focus on their offensive performance, which has been really good to start the year. I was going to say, I'd probably honestly have Texier step off. I feel yeah. like he hasn't. his offense has been fine but not great. He's But he's been so much better. He's yes. proven he can be so much better. Yes. So let that's why focus I, on that. Exactly. So that's why I'm saying get Texier – yeah. Off the PK. Once again, I don't know what DeBrusque's contract is like. Does he have... It's not horrible. Um, the Jackets can make it worth it. The Jackets have a lot of cap space to yeah, begin with. But they can, if they can make the... If, if I don't they think it's make, a bad move. It's not a bad move at all. Especially because the PK has already been pretty solid this year. If you can get another good PK forward, go for it. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I think you might as well make a move for it. Corrali and Peak. Along or uh, Corrali and Peak and Gavrikov are on that top unit right now. You throw DeBrusque on that. That's one of the best top PK units in the league. Absolutely. I'm just saying I think the Jackets will give it a shot. But while we're on the whole DeBrusque thing, uh, it makes me reminded of a fun 
draft class. I always get to look back on the 2015 NHL entry draft class. The first round was probably one of the greatest drafts looking back now on what it's been in a while. But the Boston Bruins had picks 13, 14, and 15. They draft Jakob Zaborl, Jake DeBrusque, and Zach Senishin. They never, any of them never really turned out to be great, except for DeBrusque, who's played pretty good. He's had a lot of valuable minutes and a few of their cup runs. But the funniest part is you look at picks 16, 17, and 18. Those picks are Matt Barzell, Kyle Connor, and Thomas Shabbat, three players who are all-stars every year on their teams. Yeah, they're perennial great, all-stars. Yeah, great players. It's just funny the Boston Bruins missed out on those players to me. I mean, and let, imagine how scary it would be. Oh, my god! Even if they got one of them. You uh, put like, Barzell and Kyle Connor on a line where yeah. David Pasternak and Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand even aren't, aren't even your top guys anymore. Yeah, that'd be wild. Yeah, they'd, it'd be impossible to beat them. Yeah, they'd be so they'd good. They'd score 100 goals a game. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I love looking back on that class. Same class that had guys like Connor McDavid, Jack Eichel, Mitch Marner. Ivan Provorov, Columbus guy, Zach Wierenski, Miko Rantanen, like just great players. Sebastian Ajo went later in that draft class. Evgeny Svechnikov, like just a ton of talent, great players, great class. Jack Roslovic also won that class, which is pretty cool. Anyways, back to what I was saying. Uh, they they missed up that one. They mixed, mixed up a lot of great players. Could have made a great impact. However, great news. New Jersey Devils, congratulations. You finally made good news for once. Uh, they signed... First overall pick in 2019, Jack Hughes to an 8x8 deal. Eight years, $8 million AAV. That's average annual value. Right before he returns to the ice for the first time in 17 games tonight, he was being held out with a dislocated shoulder. Great deal for a great young player. And a good building like building block on that core they have in New Jersey. I don't think New Jersey is going to be doing... I don't think it'll be that good anytime soon. No, but, but I mean, I you, mean, you got eight years of Jack Hughes. You think right. they'll, they'll be good one at, by the end of that, Eventually, right? Eventually, yeah, yeah. you think so. They, they're at least going to get something going soon. Anything to add, Bennett? Uh, it, not to get political here, just a quick quick remark. Yeah. With, you know, cancel culture choosing to strike the world of mascots. Right. How much longer do we think New Jersey is the Devils? I, uh, actually, this is, a, this is, I'd say, a fun fact here. It's technically yes, it's the devils in terms of like Satan, but there's Whoa. a but there's like a a monster called the New Jersey Devil, that's why it's called the New Jersey Devil. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's that's like it's, it's akin to the Sasquatch or I, something like I that. Because I remember the, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Right now they're just a Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, yeah. So I, interesting. I, 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 did you see the jersey that came out for the Devils? Yeah. So it, bad. It is literally a black jersey, and just a, says it, it just says Jersey <laughs> in red across it. And they thought it's that really was a bad. good alternate. Maybe they should be the New Jersey jerseys. Maybe. I uh, just see who like helped make those two. Yeah, Tambro Durr, like yeah. one of the greatest goalies of all time. And they're like, this is what you come up with. Yeah, so poor. Hear me so out. Bad. Hear me out. New mascot for the New Jersey NHL team. New Jersey Hockey Club. Uh, <laughs> the new, the New Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore, baby. So why? What is With that mascot Mike, gonna be? Mike, I'd the love situation to know. is the mascot. They'd have some like ocean. <laughs> they'd have some like ocean like inspired if, jerseys. Like, if, if this was like 2006 when the show was big, that'd be a great marketing idea. <laughs> it would be but great. I Dude, think it's a bit too late. They'd have like sand pants, and then it'd like 
transition into aqua tops and then they'd have like starfishes all over and of course it's the jersey shore so there'd be like so they're needles all over their pants and shells everywhere their helmets are just black but they're like with making it look like it's slicked back hair of of dj poly d yeah that's awesome i think i'm onto something i think you might be bennett is not breaking news bennett snyder head of pr for bench press media other other great helmets though the la kings i love their chrome silver helmets yes they're chrome they're so cool and i'll be the first one to say it and i hate the vegas golden ones the gold i I don't like them i I like the golden ones look like you got tinfoil on their no i like the golden ones anyways so uh, you just said you like silver i think you like cooler but you don't like gold do you know what color tinfoil is west just it's silver but yeah but the the Golden Knights <laughs> one look like they have legit like tinfoil on their heads. No, the Golden Knight ones are cool. Okay, but let's move on. Anyways, we back gotta, to the Kings. We gotta get to these names eventually. Back to the Kings. So the Kings get another exciting injury return tonight. Uh, star defenseman Drew Doughty returns from his injury. He had a knee injury that happened Tuesday night against the du- or he returns tonight, which is Tuesday night against the Ducks. It's his first game back since his knee injury on October twenty second. He took a knee to knee hit from Stars defenseman Yanni Hockenpah. You like that name, Bennett? Yanni Hockenpah. Yanni. Yeah, you would like that name. I knew it. Uh, anyways, but yeah, exciting for the Kings. Hopefully they can do something. Uh, they're not a very good team still. I Make mean. Make a move soon. Yeah. <laughs> Get Anshe Kopitar out of there soon. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> Wasting his years. Anyways, uh, and one more quick shout out to Dallas Stars head coach Rick Bonus. He's coaching his 2,500th NHL regular season game, which is the most ever not all of his games have been coached as a head coach. He's been an assistant coach for a long time, but great achievement. Congratulations to Rick Bonus. Now, it's time for these names. It's time for Bennett's favorite segment in all of bench well, press media. I better get off Tinder. It's time to Here focus in. Here we go. <laughs> Player number one, Bennett, real or fake? Derek Dorsett. Fake. Real. Dang it. <laughs> Former Blue Jacket, great player. Yep. Fought a lot. You'd like him. Yeah. He's, Derek, a, he's a scrappy man. Derek, Derek Dorsett. Dorsett. Yeah. yeah. That was that was way too real. I was just... All right. Player number two, Jamie Benn. Fake. Wrong. Jamie Benn. He plays for your, he plays for the Stars. You used to, he's the, he's yeah, the used captain a, for the Stars. Yeah, he, he is a big star. Started out with two real. There's no way the third is real. Igor Karkaroff. No. That's got to be so fake. That is, that, that is, is fake. fake. That, is, that is from yeah. Harry Potter. It was Korkorov. Kor- yeah. Karkorov. Yeah. yeah, that is from Harry from Potter. From Harry Potter, yes. And the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> yeah. All right, player number four, Pavel Dotsuk. Did you see, did you say Chunky's Campbell's Soup? That is a fake name. That is a real player. What? <laughs> Fantastic player. One of the greatest players. Say that Detroit. again. Pavel, Pavel Dotsuk. Pavel Dotsuk. One Chicken of noodle soup? One of the greatest players in Detroit history. Player number five, Ilya Brzgalov. There's no way that you guys went four for one real, because so this is going to be a fake name. Ilya Brzgalov's a great goaltender. Oh, my God. <laughs> Flyers. Oh, I'm off to a bad start. What are they already one and four to start? <laughs> this is a tough start for Bennett. What are the live lines? No, I'm one and five. What are the live lines? No, you're right? one and four. You're one and four. Aren't you? That was the fifth that name. The fifth that was name. the fifth name. Yeah, you're so one and, four. one and four, not one and five. Yeah. I'm one out of five. Yes. Okay. Uh, player number six. Sergey Sorokin. Oh, that's so... Oh, the R was about to roll off my tongue. But then I thought to myself, would they really do five out of six for real? It's fake! You're correct. It is, it fake. is fake. That was it's former Formula name. One driver for Williams. All right. I'm <laughs> player, 
Two out of five. Player number... Uh, two out of six. Yeah, Sorry, there you two go. Out of six. Player two number six. seven. Nikita Kucherov. Okay, Kucherov sounds really familiar. But Nikita doesn't... I think have I guessed fake on every single one? <laughs> I think you have. At a certain point, they're gonna start getting closer. This is a fake one. This is a real name. He plays for your Tampa Bay Lightning. Dang he's, it! He's, he's maybe. He's I know maybe, the name. He's maybe the best player in hockey. He's one of the best players God, in hockey. I knew. I knew the name. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Player so number I'm two out of seven now. Yeah. You got it. You got to go all out. I think, right? I've got to go perfect to hit yeah. the over. Yeah. Hit the over. All right. Player number eight, Nikita Mazepin. Fake. Nikita Formula Mazepin one, is fake. The Formula One driver for Haas. Yeah. I just needed to get some confidence with that one. Player number nine, Danny Kvyat. Could you say it in a sentence? Danny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he stumbled. It's fake. It is fake. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> I tripped him up there. Another Formula One driver. Yeah. All right. Player number 10, Pavel Bure. Can I get a spelling on Burve? Pavel Bure. Bure. B-U-R-E. Pavel Burre. Is there, is there an accent on the E? There is not. Mm-hmm. Seems pretty confident in this one, Tim. <laughs> really makes me want to say real. But... I'm leaning towards fake, but it's real. It is real. It is real. One of the all-time greats, Pavel Bure. Player number 11. Oh, my God. I'm two away from hitting the over. Alexander Radulov. See, he's getting me with Alexander because he knows I want to say fake because of Alexander. But could you say that last name again? Radulov. I think he said it a little different that time, which makes me think it's Alexander Radulov. Would you like me to spell out Radulov? No. Okay. Okay. Doesn't well, matter because it's fake. It's real. It's real. No! <laughs> very, very solid stars forward, Alexander Radulov. Dang we had a big stars emphasis. We are stars, stars fans in the show. Player number twelve. Let's end it with a bang. Kimi Raikkonen. Oh come on! There's no Kimi. Oh wait, it's almost too stupid. It has to be real. It is fake. It is fake. 2007 Formula One world champion, Kimi Raikkonen. <laughs> so what was he, 4 four of 12? Yeah, 4 for 12. No, I, Gosh, thought, I think I went 5 so for 12 because the over-under was... Oh, yeah, 5 for 12. Was the, he? Yeah, because... Yeah. 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 Good job, man. I'm proud of you. I A lot better than I thought you were going to do, honestly. Okay, to be fair, to be fair. They're all real people. They are that's all real rude. people. No, the Harry Potter one isn't Oh, that's real. true. Can we... There was, I would just say one thing lack of creativity from the gang. I was, I was expecting some fake names, but those were all real people. Yeah, that's the point. Well, yeah, we're saying no. are they NHL players? You, uh, you wanted to know NHL players. Where's the creativity? I wanted to see you come up with some dope names. You mean next episode to come up with some absolute unbelievable names? Yeah. Because I think you guys are underestimating my knowledge of Formula One, too. That's why I knew all those guys. Right. right. So, (laughs) yeah. Well, I'm happy you went five out of 12. Five out of 12. Five out of 12. Unofficially, unofficially five for 12. Not bad. Not bad. The historian. Maybe next episode we'll go like a more American. We'll go American. Yeah, let's go. We're going to go big American. Yeah, big time American. I mean, that seems pretty prejudiced to me, but I mean. It it might trip him up, honestly. Let's go American and Canadian. Let's not. American. Let's not. So dumb. Let's not exclude anyone. 
American Canadian. Yeah. That's our. That's gonna be the, yeah. the theme of I'm, next I'm week's I'm already thinking of names right yep. now. <laughs> next week's episode. How about you say North American? Can we get you with one early one? Just I want to see how you're feeling. Patrick Kane. Do you think I'm stupid? <laughs> I mean, that was a little bit rude. Yes, I know who Patrick <laughs> Kane is. All right, can dude. I hit you with another one? Yeah. Austin Matthews. It's. Ooh. <laughs> that no. one is a little lower. Oh, he said Austin Matthews. I'm thinking of Austin Meadows, the outfielder mm. for the Rays. Yeah. Oh, and I'm not sure Austin Matthews is a real person. And I think Tim thought of it off the top of his head. And I think it's fake. <laughs> he, is the, he is the alternate captain for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, he's Austin Matthews. one of the best players in the NHL. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, it's been a fun. <laughs> it has been a fun episode. To say the least. That's what you get right there. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Week six of Round the Rink. Love you guys.